Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to challenge the way you think about faith and work, today we're taking it to a whole nother level. We're talking with Jay Lippy about his new organization, JPL Institutes, and really going to take it down to what's going on in Tampa Bay today, and how is Jay Lippy, who's known by very many people, formerly with Life Work Leadership in Tampa Bay, what's going on, and how was Jesus using him to impact the masses for his glory and for his honor. But before we get started, I want to read this verse because it'll fit our discussion. Ephesians 5.33 says, However, each one of you must love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. That verse I heard preached on a billion times as a kid. Okay, maybe only a thousand, okay, maybe only a hundred times as a kid. But nobody ever explained that verse to me until Martha and I had been married 23 years. The most powerful concept in scripture about marriage is the fact that a woman's primary need is to be loved and a man's primary need is to be respected. And then if a husband loves his wife, as the scripture says in Ephesians 5.25, if a husband loves his wife as Christ loved the church, no woman would ever have a hard time showing respect to her husband or submitting to his leadership because he's going to be leading in a Christ-like manner. 
The unfortunate part is we don't get taught a lot of that at church. And so we've got to teach it from here. And how does that fit into workplace ministry? Well, just stand back or sit back and relax and enjoy the ride as Jay Lippy and I take you for a spin. Jay Lippy, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Thank you, Jim. It's really an honor to be here. Well, I hope you feel that way at the end of the show. People always say thank you at the beginning, and I'm always worried by the end they're going, get me out of here! All right, listen, before we get started with the discussion, I really want for people to hear, how is Christ working in your life today? How is he making an impact on your life today? You know, one of the things that uh, my wife and I, as we're here to talk a little bit about today, started our, a new business this year. And so it has it's really a nice concept to say, I want to work with my spouse. Uh, but I think what he's, the, the great part is being able to be 24-7 and be okay with that. Uh, so in your, your book, you were talking, uh, you're going to be talking about a book here in a few minutes. Uh, what my wife and I are learning is how not just to be husband and wife, but to truly be best friends, to truly draw the best out of each other, to protect each other from their, our weaknesses, uh, and then to allow each other to influence each other. And, I mean, that's easily said, and it sounds really romantic, but it's hard when you're passionate about things to do that sometimes. It is hard. And and as Christ fits into the middle of that, because your ministry that you're starting has all to do with just incorporating Christ into people's marriages. Absolutely. Well, into life. I mean, part of JPL Institutes is education for life. And so what, what we're teaching people isn't just about being segmented, because you can't leave who you are and go into another arena. Because if you do, then you lack integrity. Because integrity means to be 100% whole, complete, total. And so what we try to teach people is to be who you are, who Christ has taught, uh, um, who created you to be, understand that, understand your spiritual gifts, and then be gracious in how you deliver that, whether you're at work, whether you're dealing with your spouse, your children, or in your community club and civic duty. Right. And no matter where you are, your faith in Christ applies to where you're at. Absolutely. And, and that, again, was something that I, I don't, maybe it was taught in my, the churches as I was growing up, but boy, I, I, I've, I've I've heard it a lot since I, I first heard from Oz Hillman back in the mid-2000s that, hey, my faith impact, can impact everywhere I go, especially my work, which is where I spend more time than anywhere else. I and mean, I've always been a guy that works 8 to 10 hours a day, and recently I get to work more than that, so it's even more fun. All right, so talk about the transition from uh, life work leadership to JPL Institutes. We, um, my wife and I have been on this journey for about 10 years. Uh, my youngest daughter uh, graduated from high school and she went off to college. And so my wife and I said, hey, now that we uh, have every, the rest of our lives to do what we want to do, uh, we've been married this year 37 years. And so we have always dreamt about working together. And so my wife went back to school, got her, her bachelor's degree, her master's degree, and, and finally finished her PhD in marriage and family therapy. And began- I see you made her go back to school and get the, the bachelor's, the master's, and the doctorate what about you that seems unfair i don't know sorry it's just my servant heart serve my <laughs> wife and help her be all that she wanted to be jim okay so she wanted the doctorate it wasn't your okay no she really did okay and uh plus her phd really does look great on anything i write um just a servant kind of guy i am mm-hmm but since she has done all those things, I mean, that's all. Marriage has been her passion, and raising families has already been her passion. And over the years, we've just watched so many crash and burn. Uh, but for me, as, as you already mentioned, le- leadership development has always been my passion. And so, as we really began to work together on research and data, uh, a lot of times opinion would be the the substance of what was being put forth. And we began to find research that truly was research based, and it gave empirical data that we could begin to give counsel to folks, not based on our opinions, which removes subjectivity and really has given people a foundation to be who they are, who Christ has uh, created them to be at work, 
in their marriages, and authenticity really is beginning to rise to the top in the folks that we're working with, and I love that. So you used a lot of big words there, and I'm a simple guy, so let me just rephrase it so I make sure I understand. So really, basically, you've got uh, the the method that you're using, I believe you used the word Gottman, was the, the yes, guy. Dr. Okay. John and Julie Gottman. John yes. and Julie Gottman. And so this research they did was with, you said how many families? 4,000 couples 4, over couples. span of 40 years in partnership with the University of Washington. Okay. So all of, all of their information, uh, they were able to really wrestle through and bring it down to just real science and say, look, this is what works. The masters of marriage. Here's what doesn't work. The disasters of marriage. And, and so it's real data over 40 years. Imagine in the 40 years, I mean, I'm 48. So in those in those last 40 years, I mean, the changes in marriage, the views on marriage in this country have really radically changed in 40 years. Nobody ever would have imagined that we'd be where we're at today in marriage. Uh, although I, I would say that marriages that are doing well are doing better than ever because of the enrichment that's available for marriages today. But there's a lot of marriages that, well, that just don't even happen. People give up way easier. I mean, it's, I mean, in 1974, or 75, excuse me, that'd be 40 years ago. Oh my gosh, we're getting old. In 75, it was difficult to get married, and if you got, or excuse me, difficult to get divorced, and if you got divorced 40 years ago, you were a pariah in your in your community. Right. Today, it's like, well, you know, I went down to the 7-Eleven, got a divorce. Yeah, but I picked up a can of Mountain Dew on my way out, too. I mean, just like, you know, whatever. Well, one of the points, Jim, that, that parallels from relationship and marriage and relationship at work, uh, it was when my wife and I went uh, to, to be certified uh, to do the program, we found out that 69% of all conflict within relationships, marital relationships, are perpetual. And what that means is that you will never be able to resolve these issues. And so a lot of counseling, uh, not to be critical, but it's based upon uh, a communication, active listening, and, and being an empathetic listener. The problem the problem isn't that people don't understand what their problem is. It's not because they're listening. It's because who you are at the core is how God has created you, and you can't change that. And so when you understand that, and then you focus on the 31% that you can resolve, all of a sudden things begin to change. One of the interesting things that's true in a relationship with your marriage, if 69% is not uh, resolvable, it's perpetual, then because you're dealing with people and relationships, I don't think it would be that high. But I think that also does parallel in the workplace between a manager and a subordinate, with your peers, with your direct reports. Because of who you are and your personality types, you're not going to change those things. I can learn how to pick up the dirty laundry uh, you know, in the morning, or I can learn how to do dishes. Those are, those are not issues that really are going to affect your marriage. What happens is when you get gridlocked or when you stonewall or when you have contempt and you have all these harsh – those are the things that will really tear apart it. The same thing is true in business. If we can learn how to resolve the conflicts that are resolvable and learn how to accept the differences that will never be changed, it creates an opportunity for true teamwork. All right, so give me an example then of the 69%, 31%. So what you're saying is that 69% of issues that couples face a lot of times are issues that because of they're, they're related to exactly how God built us. Those things aren't going to change because they're built into our DNA. We can argue about that in a little bit. But there's 31% of things that can actually be worked on that can be addressed. 
Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. That's what the so, research shows. Okay, but 69%, that just seems like, that's that's a lot. That's that's more than two-thirds of what we are can't be fixed. And, but i got to believe that the work of the Holy Spirit has power over those things. Maybe we can't fix those things, but God is capable of fixing those things. We're, you know, I hear we're talking, and I hear your word fixed, and it, it's not so much that they need to be fixed as much maybe even celebrated. Here's an example. To, to okay, take it good. over to the, to the personality profile that we use, is called People Map Systems. Uh, I am a leader free spirit my wife is a task leader that means that she is extremely detailed she's perfectionistic some of the great things about who she is is she brings quality to a high level because she has a high standard everything needs to be exactly right well i am a leader free spirit i like seeing things get done and i'm very creative and artistic in how i do that and sometimes not that i'm ever going to lie to you but i'll stretch things just to kind of get a point across my wife would sit there and she'd say why are you lying? And I'd laugh and say, when did I lie? She said, well, that story you told wasn't exactly the truth. And I said, well, everybody knew that I was embellishing to make a point. For a task person, every detail is so important. That's never going to go away from who she is by her personality type. And so for me, uh, as, as a free spirit, what I learned to do was kind of adjust some of those things because she's never going to change. That's part of her, how God's wired her and made her to be. As a result, I began then to accept her influence on those areas, which kind of made my free spirit a lot more creative instead of so chaotic. And so her organization, which used to be repelling to me, has become very sweet and she's taught me how to be a better leader. Okay, so you're in a you're in a party at somebody's house and you're telling one of your stories because you're great at storytelling. And 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 Phil would be sitting by you and she would be saying, oh, oh, okay, but Jay, those details you kind of that story was way more interesting the way you told it than what really happened. But you you well I, I like to say exaggerate. I don't know, embellish. The exaggeration seems to be yeah, somewhat artistic better. liberty. Artistic <laughs> liberty. Yeah, I never do that. No, no, no. Okay, so but you're saying that when she addressed that with you, you were able to just fine tune how you did your presentation on those stories, or or how did that how did that affect change? Because I can see how that re- relates in the workplace as well. Because if people think you're always full of hot air because you're embellishing a story, they don't ever know when to believe you. Exactly. Well, part of this comes. There's so many things that are tied in here, Jim, which is what my wife and I have found about the research and marriage relationships and and the research based and and business of who I am. What I learned to do was to be a lot more focused. And a lot of it comes down to knowing who you are. A lot of it comes down to being comfortable in your own skin. A lot of it comes down to preparation. And so when I know what my core values are, when I know what my spiritual gifts are, and I've really polished those things through and spent time understanding what they are, I no longer need the wild embellishments of things. What I can do is tell you the truth in a very gracious, loving way, and it'll catch your attention because it's true. Hmm. Awesome. So when you're, as you get started with someone, you, you sit down with them, do you often, whether you're working with a leader in a business, whether you and Phil are sitting down with a couple, do you always have them take an assessment of some sort? I mean, how, that's this people map that you're talking about? Correct. Somewhere not too far into the process, we use the people map system. The people map profile is seven questions, five minutes, and it's 95% accurate. I can tell you about your challenges. I can tell you how you communicate. I can tell you probably how you're going to lead. I can tell how you want to be led. The way you dress, your hairstyles, your clothing, uh, your shoes, everything is a signal saying this is who I am and this is how I deal with life. It's amazing how uh, within 80% of the time of meeting somebody, I can pretty get pretty close in understanding who they are. And with a few questions, because I know the material, 
I find out exactly who they are, which allows me not to become a chameleon, but it allows me to wisely adjust how I'm speaking so that as I speak to you, you're actually hearing what I'm saying instead of just beating you up with a bunch of facts. That was one of those things I wish they had taught us in college. If you were going to be a business major, if you're going to be involved in sales, really that's psychology because I could always sell to everybody but the CPAs and the engineers. Because you can't talk to them the same way you talk to other people. Because they look at things very, very differently. And uh, so I always struggle with closing insurance deals, car deals, IT deals with engineers and CPAs. What, what, What a perfect example. Because, Jim, you're probably a lot like me, leader, free spirit, free spirit, leader. As a free spirit, you really want to get in there and you want to talk about the exciting things. A person who is a CPA or an engineer, generally speaking, that uh, they are a task-type person. They want facts. They want detail. They want outlines. And they want to research and back up and verify everything you've said. So a sales to a, an engineer or a CPA individual is going to take multiple days because they need to verify what you've said. And if you're, as a free spirit, going in and you can make a decision, boom, 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 here we go, that's not how they function. Welcome back to the I Work For Him show. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg, trying to put out some more fishers and men. I like that. I have never listened to that because I'm always interrupting before we get to that. Trying to make you fishers of men. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make you fishers of men in the workplace. Waking you up to that idea. Hey, thanks for listening, Tampa Bay and around the world. Thanks also to the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, for bringing us that integrity moment as they do each and every day. All right, we're talking today with Jay Lippy with JPL Institutes. You may have known Jay Lippy for the last several years as Jay Lippy with LifeWork Leadership. Jay has uh, gone on to start this ministry with his wife. Phil, as uh, really the second part of life, it's like you read the book Halftime, Jay, and said, this is where we're going to go next. Absolutely. And and the fun part is my wife is a really great cook. She's <laughs> good. As my grandmother would say, a good cooker and a good looker. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I just said it, but I did it anyway. Okay, listen, as we do each and every... No, it's, well, it's true, right? Well, that's it's how true. you feel, isn't yeah. it? Okay, yeah. that's how you feel. It's not even how I feel. It's true. It's That's good. That's awesome. All right, it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts has been part of the Largo community for over 29 years, located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Almerton Road in Largo. Their 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopkaris.com. Shop Karis. C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. I got Andrea Rowland in the studio here today. Hey, be the first person to call into the studio line today at 855-265-2929. That is 855-265-2929. And I'll send you a copy of the book I highlight today. Compliments of my wife, Martha, and Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Bringing Out the Best in Your Marriage, written by H. Norman Wright. Let me give you a short explanation. Encourage your spouse and experience the relationship you've always wanted. It includes two books, Bringing Out the Best in Your Husband and Bringing Out the Best in Your Wife. What a better way to start the new year than to start working on your marriage. So do now. Call into the studio line. Get a copy of this book. 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. And remember, you got to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, 
We're back live and in studio with Jay Lippy with JPL Institutes. Jay, as you look at this people map, you've you've gotten out a people map questionnaire. And, and since you said it's seven questions, five minutes, in the break at the bottom of the half hour, I'm going to take this test. All I'd right. like to do this live. All right. And I don't want to know when you come back. I'm going to tell you. if I Let's see how good this works. Oh. I'm going to tell you how you communicate, how you listen, and, and how to best function if I'm going to interact and have a relationship this with you. This is going to be more fun than our audience ever prepared. And this was on the fly. I asked Jay on the break. I said, Jay, you got one of those tests with you? Let's just see how good it is. Yeah. It's good. All right. So we got a couple of minutes before the break. When you look at marriages, what do you see as the most common dissonances, things that are that are causing issues in a marriage? They don't know who each other is. They really don't know how to communicate with each other. And so what happens is that they begin to wound each other. You know, one of the things that uh, the Gottman research com- brings down is that uh, some of the predictors of divorce that we, that we teach in our training course is that if you understand what the predictors of divorce are, you can stop doing them. And then you can learn what the masters of marriage do. And so uh, some of the predictors of divorce is a harsh startup. When a, uh, a couple has a conversation that begins with a harsh startup, uh, I believe it's 84% of the time the conversation ends poorly. Only, I'm sorry, 96% of time. Harsh startup, like what? Like if you're going to have a, an opening conversation with your spouse and it begins harshly, negatively, or critically with a, a, a very uh, short startup. Like, why are my socks, my white socks, in with my blue socks? <laughs> yeah, that would be a harsh startup. Okay, like that. Only 4% of the time can you rescue that conversation. So simply learning how to communicate on a more uh, uh, gracious way will help you a whole lot. So some of the things that are there, the harsh startup, the four horsemen. Uh, when those horses start running around in your barnyard, you're pretty much in trouble. And the four horsemen are criticism, defensivism, the defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And there's a whole lot goes there. But flooding. Uh, it is a physiological reality that when you are, are flooded, and my wife has all the, the scientific terminology for this, but what happens is that when you get flooded, you really truly can't think straightly. That is the time to really give yourself 20 minutes because it takes 20 minutes for your heart rate to become down where you can have a good conversation. And the good news in all of this is that the Holy Spirit oh. can help you in all of this stuff. All right, we're talking with Jay Lippy from JPL Institutes. Yes, the DJ Lippy, that used to be with LifeWork Leadership. Jay and Phil, his wife, have gone off to start a ministry of their own called JPL Institute. So we've been talking about it, and it's all based on working with couples, working with leaders, using the people map. And Jay said on the air, hey, seven questions, five minutes, and I can tell you everything about yourself you ever wanted to know. And so during the bottom of the half-hour break, I took the test. Jay scored the test, and we're going to talk about it And this this ought to be interesting. Now, I was a little rushed because I kept looking at the clock, which is annoying. So I'm guessing we got it pretty close. Some of these questions were a little bit tough because I- I've got a split personality. So uh, anyway, so Jay, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Thanks, Jim. And as I'm looking at your test here, I got you. You are a leader-free spirit. Those are your dominant and su- uh, auxiliary types, and your Achilles heel are your task and your people. Tasks and people. I like people. But I like to lead people. I like to invest in people. Yes. Here, here's the reality. Okay. Now, now, these aren't negatives. I know. Okay. Okay. But what this says about you is that you see the big picture, and you focus pretty quickly. Actually, you see things for what they are fairly uh, fairly quickly, a lot faster than most of the personality types. And this radio show is actually a perfect place for you because, you because you get to come at what you believe and what you think in a very unorthodox way. And you're very creative. You're very uh, entrepreneurial in how you do that. Your task came 
came in uh, a little bit, uh, fairly high, which means that details really aren't your uh, your favorite thing to do. You're not horrible at them, but you'd rather hire somebody to do the details for you or work those around. But your people came up as your lowest score. And what that means is while you like people, it probably exhausts you when you have to spend too much time in idle chit-chat. And so it's not that you don't care about people. <laughs> oh, yeah, Idle chit-chat is never on my list. If I can have a great conversation with somebody and challenge them in their faith, sure. that I will do. Yeah, if you're just going to sit down and talk to the weather, it's really going to exhaust you at the end of the day. That's why I stopped watching sports. So when you're in a room full of guys, I don't know anything about the sports that are going on. And so I can just say, hey, how's your marriage? What this says about you, Jen, there's, there's, there's three terms that really uh, identify you. Be brief, be bright, and be gone. When you do those three things, I can have a great conversation with you and have a meaningful conversation. And when you would go home after being with me for two hours, your wife would say, what did you talk about? And you said, oh, just stuff. And they're like, wait a minute, because we would just shoot bullet points at each other and find so much satisfaction in that. So if I'm going to be in a relationship with you, I, I really need to understand that if I'm going to speak in terms that you understand, I have to be prepared, I have to be knowledgeable, and I can't come at you with a very timid or meek, uh, as in a, a uncertain kind of a manner, because you'll have a struggle dealing with me. That's true in a marriage relationship. That's also true in a working relationship. Now, the free spirit in you that is also very high is you love to have a good time. You love to have fun. And so if something is going to be a job for you that is going to be repetitious and you're going to have to be in a cubicle, I might as well go ahead and give you some, some something that will sedate you for life because you will be like a, a, a caged animal. You don't like to be hemmed into a cubicle for long periods of time because you have to be out and about. Yeah, and I got a programming degree in college. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized by the time I was 23 how right you were. Well, if you worked for me and I had a project, I would come to you and I'd say, Jim, you are going to love this. This is so cool. Nobody's ever done this before. I think that you're the guy. for. I just have your attention. But if I came to you and I said, Jim, we're going to have to make sure that we follow through on every single point here, line by line by line, all of a sudden your eyes are glazing over. And so when you, if, if then in a marriage relationship, when you understand what your spouse is, you're able to communicate in terms that they actually hear the first time out. I said that my wife is a task leader. We both want to lead. And so you're talking about drawing out and celebrating who your spouse is. There is nothing more than I love than when my wife got her peaked. I was so proud of her for doing it. I think, actually, I may be more proud of it than, than she, because she just wanted to follow that through. But for her, the task and the detail was going, it's just awesome to watch her work. So as a husband, to celebrate my wife, I love getting her into scenarios where she's really strong. But I also understand where her challenges are because people are one of her uh, um, areas of her Achilles heels, what we call them. So when she has to be just a socialite, that is not her strength. And it's just not where she's going to be comfortable. So I can protect her from areas that would make her extremely uncomfortable. And I can celebrate her where she's extremely gifted. Hmm. All right. Well, now you want to know what Jay Lippy's doing? Here you go. He hit the nail on the head in 3.5 minutes. And then he scored it for a minute and a half. And we got her done. There you go. And I don't have to pay for that. How awesome was that? <laughs> and I've got it recorded. So I can, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice try on that one. We got it recorded. You can't take it back. All right. So when you look at that, you do one of those on the wife. You do one of those on the husband. Though Everything you just said applies at home. And applies in the workplace between a between a manager and his people, yes. between a supervisor and his employees, between the CEO and their CFO and the COO and the CIO, all of those come into play. So if you really want to 
have a very high functional team, if you know exactly how to deal with the people on the team, and you can also hire based on this, probably. I mean, if, if you know that we you help, need... We help, we help companies write their job descriptions with this in mind. If you know what the skill set is and you know what the education level that you want, why would you not take the extra step and find out who it is that you want to be in this position? Because then you can... We also have a survey that, that explains how a person wants to be led, and then for supervisors, how a supervisor tends to lead. So that it takes the subjectivity out of management and you're able to manage people based on who they are not who you want them to be as they learn how to become a little bit more well-rounded and if you were actually going to manage people based on who they are that also because of the christ likeness in that they will also have way more opportunities to to share christ with people because all of a sudden people are feeling the love from your heart, because you're reach, you're touching them where they are. The Apostle Peter, in my opinion, was a free spirit leader. Every time, oh yeah, I'm always related yeah. to Peter. Yeah, absolutely, because he's got your types. But the Apostle James, his nickname was Camel Knees. One of the reasons was that they said he spent so much time in prayers that he had calluses on his knees. And if you look at James at the first meeting in, in Jerusalem, the Council of Jerusalem, who spoke first? Peter. He couldn't mm-hmm. keep his mouth shut. He had to get out there. It's a free spirit. I got to talk. Well, he had, a, he had a really cool story to share. Sure he did. But who was the last one to speak? James. And what did he do? He gave an outline. He gave specific points of what to do. And then he sent a letter and an ambassador to make sure that the, communi- the information was communicated correctly. Right. So James was a task leader. Functioned totally different, but yet in harmony with Peter and Paul. Paul probably was a leader task as well. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, he was very methodical. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Apostle John, total people. I mean, he's the only one, you know, who, who had his head laying on. He was so much about relationships. Oftentimes right. when people, somebody comes to Christ, they say, look, read the Gospel of John. Why? Because it's about relationship. And so the Apostle John was big time people. And so when you begin to go through and you look at these things, uh, Saul, the first king of Israel, people leader. One of the one of the Achilles heels of a people type personality is that they, they're drawn to people who praise them. They really like to please people. The apostle, I mean, uh, King Saul, good grief, the guy couldn't get out of his own way because he was too care, uh, concerned about what people thought. And so, but he was a good leader. And all these things that we're talking about aren't positives or negatives. They're just reality, challenges that we have, and then strengths that we have. So really, what, what we need to get out there for the listening audience, and by the way, we still have our book to give away today. I forgot to mention that again. We came back in. You have, We haven't given away yet, Andrew, have we? I didn't miss it. Okay, so we still got a book to give away, and the name of the book today was Bringing Out the Best in Your Marriage. Bring Out the Best in Your Husband, Bring Out the Best in Your Wife. Call into the studio line, get a copy of it, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Call now. And you get to talk to the lovely, lovely Andrea. That's the bonus perk for today. Jay, when you and Phil get into this for the next couple to three years, you've got a book, obviously, in the making. Well, we, we actually have talked about that. And, and the, the title is uh, Words Matter. Words? You shouldn't have said that now. Okay, but it's patented, copyrighted already, I'm sure, right? <laughs> all right, so you've already got the title of the book. You just don't have all the chapters. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, so the listening audience wants to know right now, okay, how can I... I want to, especially those that are leading in business, they want to, I want to get a hold of this stuff. How can they get a hold of you, Jay, 
to to really meet with you. I mean, we. I mean, what size businesses are you targeting? Can, does this work in a small business and in a big business? Absolutely, we can work with a company that has a thousand employees all the way down to a company that is really trying to. That just a small mom and pop trying to, to with a few. And actually, for the smaller business, this is even more critical to be able to communicate effectively in a way that people hear. Um, we were talking about the uh, job uh, resume or job. Um, uh, what I want to say here. The job descriptions. Mm-hmm. If you know the kind of a person that you're hiring, it also then thirty uh, percent. I just found this out. Thirty percent uh, of a, an annual salary is lost every time you have to hire a new person. Oh, easily. That number is an easily number. And so what happens is if we're hiring wisely, we have longer employees that stay with us, more productivity, less downtime. What also happens then is because the same things we're talking about here are true in a marital relationship. When you have a great marriage, you have a great church, but you also have a great business because people are happy, they're healthy, and when they're with you, they're engaged. And when you invest in people, those are people that stay. And if and if a manager or owner of a business says, all right, I want to find know who my people are, number one, so that I can invest in them, so I can communicate with them appropriately, so I can assign tasks to them appropriately, uh, so that I can give them the pieces of my business that fit them best. Those are people that will stay because the manager's all of a sudden realizing they're people, not just a, a commodity. And when they when they realize that, it also gives them an opportunity to say, hey, the reason I'm doing this is because I understand that my Heavenly Father created you different than He created me. You can't have a relationship with somebody that you don't know. It's why the study of the names of God is so important when you understand His character and His nature. You can worship Him intimately. If you have a relationship with somebody else and you don't know who they are, it's very difficult to be able to feel like they've been celebrated when you don't even know what's important to them. Mm. And that is so true. And Brad Bright and I talked about that just recently on some shows. Just exactly. You can have a relationship with somebody you don't know. And that's really the key to actually bringing Christ into the workplace is Jesus was all about relationship. He established relationships first. He was very good at coming to that common ground with people very, very quickly yeah. because they knew that he loved them. And then he was able to speak truth into them and then say, OK, and go and sin no more. But he invested in people very, very quickly, and he had deep relationships. I mean, look at the relationship with Mary, Martha, Lazarus, I mean, Nicodemus. Those were deep relationships. But to take that point to a marriage, Jim, one of the key points of making a happy marriage is having a relationship where you have shared purpose and shared meaning. A lot of marriages don't have that. Shared purpose and shared meaning. So how does this test help people get to that shared purpose, shared meaning I mean, tell, take draw that up together. Well, what you would do is you go to um, my wife's website, buildinglastinglove.com. You can find all the information there. Uh, you that was a, let's do that again. Buildinglastinglove.com. Building correct. Okay. And you're going to post on your website, on our Facebook page. It's Facebook building lasting love you can find some videos of people who've been through our training uh, program and when you watch the videos what you're going to find is a lot of the information that we just talked about here about people map and how they have taken that information and applied it to their marriage we had one couple uh, who was thinking about getting engaged and they came through the 20 hours of training and as a result they realized that they really were a good fit and as of january 1st they're now engaged and i'm going to get to officiate their their uh, wedding which i'm really thrilled with another couple that was engaged and saying are we sure we're doing the right thing? And then the rest of the couples have been married anywhere from 10 to uh, 30 years uh, in there. And so for, from a wife and I, it has been so much fun being able to have people's lives just exploded. Uh, how to raise your children. Your children can take this test at eight years of age because they have already matured to a place where you can figure out who they are. You can raise your children in a way that they're going to respond to you. It's phenomenal. 
Hmm. When you look at, um, you're doing this with businesses, you're doing it with marriages. You guys doing marriage retreats? Is that how you're doing it, or is it individual two on two? I mean, how exactly? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, how exactly are you going to take JPL Institutes out there to the community? We're doing uh, at at the website buildinglastinglove.com. You can sign. That's up for building our, lasting building love. Thank you for okay. noticing. Uh, we hold our training classes at Clearwater Christian College. Okay, it'll be one Saturday a month for five hours. February, March, April, and May. The dates are on the website, and you can sign up right there on the website. And so as we go through this whole process, we reveal to you all the information from the Gottman's research. We take you through the people map. So when you come out the other side, you truly have tools where you can effectively uh, manage your marriage and celebrate each other for who you are instead of wishing that you were somebody different that made me happy. So the focus of those weekends is not to deal with specific sin issues. It's really to understand the people. Absolutely. you tools because if you're a marriage that is in crisis this is not for you this is training it is not group therapy it is not group counseling it is where we're going to give you tools facts and and scientific research that you'll be able to apply to your marriage but we have other great ministries in tampa wit ministries is a great one i love them yeah Yeah. paul and jenny speed Speed. oh yeah absolutely absolutely great ones okay so all right buildinglastinglove.com or also on facebook building lasting love more about the people map okay so you said you got one coming up in february february March, at Clearwater Christian College. And by the way, thank you for bringing Jack Clemen here that one day is it he the several best? months ago. We, he, he and I become great friends, and Clearwater Christian College is a college that is really someday going to be a very large shining light in this if, community. If you're in the Bay Area and you have a child and you are followers of Christ, you should take a look at Clearwater Christian College. They're doing a great deal. It is not the same Clearwater Christian College that you knew of 20 years ago. So if you missed the bottom half hour of this show where I actually took the test live and Jay then evaluated me as if he were Freud right here on the air and nailed it, just nailed it, you really need to listen to the archive or the podcast because that was fantastic, Jay. I, I, I could see how this tool, this people map, is can really be a powerful tool in marriage and in business. Well, it, for sales team, imagine if you knew that you had a client and you knew what their personality type, how they listen is really unique to who they are. And if your entire company knew that client X had a CEO or their main contact was this personality type, you could instantaneously create a relationship with them where they would warm up to you very quickly and feel like you served them at a high level because these people know who I am. Well, how do you get your clients to take this test, though? Well, after a while, I can teach you how to read people. Ah, okay. you know, as, as, as clergy, ordained clergy, I spent two and a half years at Tampa General Hospital as a chaplain. When you would get a... Well, I bet that was interesting. It was, we might have to do a whole show just uh, on your experience. There. Did you write a journal when you were doing all that? <laughs> I did. I bet that the was fantastic. Jim, is that you would get a page and you didn't know why you were going into a room. And if somebody was being pulled off life support, you had three to five seconds to read the room. Who was in your corner? Who was, didn't want you to be there? Who was it was going to fall apart? Who we could get to depend on. And you had three to five seconds to know who was in your corner. The people map helped me learn how to read people, how to apply this to practical life, whether it's in business, whether it's serving people. Every pastor should know this inside and out so he knows how to deal with his congregation. Mm. And again, it's really what it's what you're learning here, what a four-year psychology degree and a master's degree probably would teach you. Absolutely. So it's a lot, lot cheaper to just yeah, learn Do- how to do Dr. this. Dr. Littlebridge, who wrote this, uh, is, just did a phenomenal job. It, it is a fascinating tool. Okay, so what's next for you and Phil? As you guys take this ministry to the next level, you've got these weekends at Clearwater Christian College every month for the next several months already set aside. What's you got a book that's going to be Words Matter. 
okay? And and you're going to be working with businesses. Tell me about your interaction with businesses. How are you bringing this into businesses? Well, that's really kind of what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. Uh, I turned this year, and uh, so as <laughs> Just I slightly over thirty, <laughs> so as I look at this, I'm really now doing what I want to do, um, and and that really is the definition of retirement. I get to work with my wife every day, and so she is getting to to do what God's called and created her to do, with his, which is help marriages get healthy, to do pre-marriage counseling and help young couples that are thinking about getting married have real tools uh, to explode into life. You know, one of the things that we teach people is reverse engineering. And whenever we're talking with folks is start with the end in mind. How is your marriage going to end? My marriage, Jim, is going to end with my wife holding my hand and both of us looking in each other's lives saying, this was an awesome ride. I'll see you when I come home. Just like in Bicentennial Man? I didn't see that. You didn't see that? No. You have got, you and Phil have got to watch that movie. It was fantastic. What? Andrea, come on! That that movie it was one of Robin Williams' greatest movies. I next to the Dead Poets Society, it was my <laughs> next favorite. Well, the other way a marriage could end is at the courthouse in hurtfulness and, re- and 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 bitterness, or the third way it could end in regret because of illness or an accident. And so, if you really make a plan on how your marriage is going to end, it will dictate how you treat your spouse every single day. Mm. One of the things, I, and I've shared on the, on the audience, and I keep doing it because my goal this year is to learn. One of my my wife's Martha's number one is uh, words of affirmation. Her number one love language, and number two is acts of service. I've always been really good at the acts of service thing. Words of affirmation. I grew up in an Italian German family. That was not in, in the East Coast, not really the gifting. In the, and so it is my goal this year is to learn how to get that fruit of the Spirit gentleness to flow out of me towards my wife, at least. Well, I will give you one of these servers to take home with her, and it will take a lot of the guesswork out of it for you. And then the next time I'm on there, we'll talk about how this actually applied. We'll pull Martha back in and, and, pull, and, and draw that corollary together. A- absolutely. Well, that'd be great. All right, Jay, I really appreciate you Thank coming you. on the show today. Hey, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. And, you know, we've talked about being a Christ follower on this show, what I would love for you to know is to know what it really means to be a Christ follower. If you're not sure what it means and who Jesus really is, send me an email. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim, I work, the number four, him.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.